0: We talk about the Gospel a lot, but sometimes it can be hard to explain exactly what that means. In this series, we're talking about Alive in Five, which is a simple and easy to remember way to tell the story of Jesus with five symbols that represent five points in that story. We hope you enjoy this series from Apex students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little more like Jesus. I think that by the end, when we're done tonight, you're going to understand faith a little bit better. You're going to understand why it's so simple, how it's so simple, how all that works, a deeper understanding of what faith in God, belief in God actually looks like. So it all comes down to this statement. We need to decide to put our faith in Jesus. You have seen these five symbols, if you've been here before uh, in the past month or so, you've seen these five symbols before. And these five symbols are called Alive in Five. Alive in Five. And this, these five symbols lay out the story of Jesus in a really simple way. And we're studying these things so that we can um, get familiar with the story of Jesus and get familiar with these particular, this particular way to tell the story of Jesus so we can easily explain it to people. Because I've been faced with questions like, what do you actually believe as a Christian? Why do you go to church? like stuff like that, those are hard questions to answer, right? And, and so I have found it very important to equip this group with an answer to that question. What do you actually believe? Well, let me tell you. These five symbols, as I doodle them on a napkin at a Starbucks or on a scrap piece of paper in my notebook at lunch, I can tell you the story of Jesus through these five symbols. So that's why we've been studying these for the past month or so. We got, uh, we're got we on number four tonight, but uh, these symbols will jog your memory. They, they each come with a phrase as well. You don't need to like memorize the phrase, but the, the symbols will help you, guide you through the story and jog your memory about what each of them stand for. So uh, throughout this week, next week as well, and the week after, we're still studying these things. And tonight, we are looking for a better understanding of this fourth symbol. It's a question mark, and the phrase that goes with it is what I said earlier. We need to decide to put our faith in Jesus. So let's talk about faith in God. What does it mean? What is faith in God? So if you ma- missed last week because we got snowed out. So we were actually live on Instagram. I don't know. Some of you I know were there um, watching on Instagram from my sunroom in my home. Uh, we brought you the sunroom studios. We brought you a uh, week three of Alive and five because the calendar did not permit us to skip a week. So we uh, continued. We plugged on with last week. And if you didn't make it to the live stream, I will give you a little recap because it flows nicely into what we're talking about tonight. All right. So the first two symbols of Alive and 5 create a problem. So the first one is that God is love. God is love. That's wonderful. Number two is that our sin separates us from God. Now, if God is love, God loves us, and our sin separates us from him, that creates a problem for God, right? If he loves us and our sin, the choices that we make are keeping a distance from him, he has has a problem with that because he loves us so much he wants to be close to us. So that's a problem. And that led us to the third week, which was last week, and that was that Jesus died for our sins and came back to life. That was a solution to the problem. The problem was that God loved us so much and we kept separating ourselves from him because of sin. So in response to that problem, he sent Jesus. Jesus came to earth in the form of man. He was God in the form of man and died on a cross for our sins and came back to life three days later. That's a big deal. Um, God did something about the division between God and man. He fixed the problem. So when Jesus died on the cross, he was paying for the sins of the world. Um, that's all the sins of all the people for the rest of time. <laughs> that's kind of hard to grasp. But Jesus on the cross, he lived, uh, he, he, because of his perfect love for us, he lived a perfect life and became the perfect sacrifice on the cross for all sins for the rest of time in humanity. All right. So God fixed the problem, but that's not where it ends. It's not over. Jesus paid for our sin, but we still have a responsibility in this transaction. And that's where the fourth phrase comes in. The fourth phrase, what we're talking about tonight and that is that we need to decide to put our faith in God. That's our part. Jesus did the hard work. He lived a perfect life and died on the cross for our sins. And all we have to do is decide to put our faith in God. That's how we, have, that's how we apply his sacrifice to our personal sin is we just decide to put our faith in God and say yes, and that's how it's that simple, that's how it works. I think it's important here to pause and talk about that word faith, because faith is, a, it can be a churchy word, so if you've never been to church, you may have never heard it in this context, um, but faith is a, I could come up with a sna- snappy definition, but I'm gonna just tell you how God defined it, all right? Um, this is how God put it. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is belief in what we can't see. It's that simple. God said it. Faith is belief in what we cannot see. And that's really, really important. Um, I've heard faith described w- like while thinking about the wind. So think about the wind. I can walk outside on a windy day and I can feel the wind on my face. I can, uh, can take like a smell from a house over because the wind brought it over to me. I can see the wind moving in the trees. What I can't actually see is the wind, right? But I know it's there. I see it working all over the place. But all I can see is what the wind is doing, what the wind is bringing, what the wind is giving. I can't actually see the wind itself. But I sure know that it's there. I have an assurance that the wind is there. And in the same way, even though we can't see God directly— We see Him moving. We see Him working in the lives of our friends, in the lives in our own lives. We've seen you've seen miracles maybe in some of your lives. You've seen God do incredible things and that gives us the confidence that He is there. Faith is belief in what we can't see. So since we're talking about how we need to decide to put our faith in God, I just wanted to define that word faith there on the front end because it's going to come up a bunch here tonight. So in the first week of the series, we talked about how God is love. We talked about God's love and um that loving God back is a decision we have to make. We aren't just pre-programmed to love God. And uh, it's called free will, if you, like, want to know that. So um, if we were programmed, just made to love God, then that wouldn't be love. That goes against the definition of love. If you'll remember, I asked Siri, do you love me? And Siri dodged the question. <laughs> just just said, like, well, I think—he uh, said— uh, you're looking for love in all the wrong places. That's what he said. And I was very hurt. And um, it, even if Siri had said to me, I love you, I know that what Siri is very much a robot and is programmed to say certain things. And because it's just a part of it, I know that's not real love. You know that's not real love. And in the same way, God did not create us programmed to love him, programmed to like a script and a code to output love to God. That's just not how we were made. Because if it was... That would not be love. That's not how love works. You need, in order for love to be present, you need to be able to make a choice not to love. That's just how love works. And in the same way, that goes for this decision as well, this decision of faith. Faith in God is a choice. That's the second thing we can learn about faith tonight. Faith in God is a choice. So we need to decide to put our faith in God. Faith isn't just programmed into us uh, like we're a robot. He is God, but God has taken a lot of measures to prove his existence, right? He has given us assurance, confidence in the hope, and assurance in what we don't see. He has taken measures, given us the tools to be able to put our faith in him. I'll give you an example. He's given us, um, he's cu- helped man curate this this book of ancient scripture, ancient writings that we call the Bible. And through that, it's, it's what we see God doing all throughout history. That's what the Bible is. It's how God has moved through history. And he has helped give us that, put that together so that we can see God... We didn't just make this up. This has been around for thousands of years because God knows that, uh, that we needed to, we needed some evidence. We needed some, some things to help our assurance. So we have the written word, the the history of what God has done throughout the world. So also God communicates with us through the Holy Spirit. We believe that we can experience God's presence in worship, in prayer, in, uh, in in moments of where we need peace. We just need God's peace in our lives. Uh, many of you in this room have felt that. You've been like in a terrible, terrible situation, but you're like, I feel okay, and I shouldn't, and that's because our God does that for people. That's how he shows up in our lives. God also puts other people in our lives to help us see him. God has done that for me. He's put people around me to show himself through. Uh, we don't do We don't do God alone. You weren't made to do this God thing alone. And that's why this group is so important because we need to do this together. And when we do this together, we see God through the people around us. We experience him through each other. All right. So God has been reaching out to humanity all through human history so that we can be sure that he is real even though we can't see him. Since the very beginning, he's been reaching out and giving us the tools to have assurance because faith in God is a choice. Faith in God is a choice. So our faith in God is very important in this conversation. Uh, but it's not the most important thing about this conversation. We can't think that our faith saves us. That's a really, really important distinction I want to make. You can't think that it's my faith that brings me salvation. So there's a word for when God forgives us. A word for when God gives us things that we don't deserve. That word is grace. God has grace on us. He uh, when it's like when you're caught doing something and like, have you ever been caught doing something and the teacher's like, don't do it again, right? I, one time in fifth grade, I had so many detentions that my teacher was just like, just go outside. I've had enough. (laughs) And I was like, okay. (laughs) Like, no questions, I'm gone. So (laughs) that is grace. Even though we don't deserve it, even though we messed up, we're not making excuses, we get God's grace. And it's not our faith that saves us. But our faith gives us access to God's grace. Right? So it's God's grace that saves us, and it's through faith. Faith gives us access to grace. Uh, there was a man named Paul, and he put it this way when he wrote a letter to Christ's followers in the city of Ephesus. He said, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. Repeat after me. By grace. Whoa, let me try that again. Whoa. Repeat after me. By grace through faith, by grace, through faith for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast. by grace, through faith, by grace, through faith. there is nothing we can do to earn God's love. That's so important. there's nothing we can do to earn God. it has nothing to do with what we do. all we can do is is put our trust in God. We can have faith in God. That's what gives us access to his grace. Not because we have been a good person. Because if you got into heaven by being a good person, none of us would make it, <laughs> right? None of us have been a good person at every, every decision. Well, none of us can say that we've done that. You don't get to heaven because you're a good person. You get salvation. You get eternal life with God because you've believed in him. And he has had grace on you because of the faith you put in him. Faith is assurance and something we can't see. So when we have assurance that God is there, that's what gives us access to His grace. I think money is weird. Did you like that transition? Some of, I saw my you saw my wallet go out, and some of you got very attentive. I think money is really weird because. Uh, there was a time when paper money represented like precious metal, right? So for every dollar in circulation, there was like a hunk of gold in a bank somewhere in a safe, right? You learn about this in history? That was the thing. Then there was a time that the government was like, what? We don't need that. And so they just started printing more money. <laughs> it was to stimulate the economy. That was the idea. Uh, probably did more harm than good. But nonetheless, because of that decision, this no longer represents anything of value. This dollar does not correspond to a piece of gold in a bank or a safe somewhere. Yet, I can go into any store and they will take this. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Like this little piece of paper, I've seen paper before. You can't take other paper into a store and get things in return. It's just this particular kind of piece of paper that represents nothing of value, but any store will take it because there is someone, big government, has just said this piece of paper equals something. This piece of paper has value because of what the government says it's worth. So our faith in God is something similar in that Jesus' sacrifice on the cross does nothing for you in and of itself. What you have to do is agree that it's useful. So God said that what happened on the cross, that has so much value for you. You get eternity in heaven. You get life abundant on earth because of what happened on the cross. This is the government. This is God saying this is valuable. All you have to be, all you have to do is be a store that agrees. All you have to do is say, all right, I accept that currency in my lifestyle. And because you accept that sacrifice, it's that simple. It's that simple. When we do that, when we have faith in God, when we see the value, acknowledge the value of God's, of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross to pay the debt for our sin, because the wages of sin is death, and we have all sinned and we've all messed up. So there's gotta be a price paid. Jesus paid it on the cross. And to get that, all we have to do is say yes That is valuable. I have faith. And when you have faith, you have access to God's grace. In another letter from Paul to Christians in another city, the city of Rome, he told them what faith looks like, what it looks like to have faith or to, to, what's the first time, what does it look like to express your faith? He said this, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All night, I've been saying, it's that easy. And it is that easy. You just got to call on God. You just got to have faith, acknowledge the value of the sacrifice on the cross, believe it in your heart, even though you can't see it directly. Have assurance that it's real and you have access. And with that comes eternal life in heaven. Comes abundant life on earth. Freedom from chains, from fear, from addiction. And, and all none of that stuff always comes super easy, but you have the God, the creator of the universe on your side when you deal with stuff here. And all you have to do is say yes. Decide to put your faith in God. So tonight I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that Um, because maybe not everyone in here has actually made that decision and actually taken that step to call on the name of the Lord like Paul told us to do. Not all of you have been able to do that. So I'm going to give you an opportunity here tonight. I'm going to say some words and everyone in the room is going to repeat those words together because you don't do this God thing alone. So everyone in this room is going to say those words together. And some of you are going to be saying them though you have believed this all your entire life. Some of you are going to be saying them though you are just starting to believe them. But when you call on the name of the Lord, you have access to his grace. When you have faith in what he did and who he is, you have access to his grace. There's nothing special about my words, but it's what's going on in your heart that matters. It's, what's, it's the position of your heart actually acknowledging God's sacrifice, actually having faith and receiving his grace. That's what matters. Genuine faith from you, not my magic words, but your heart actually calling on the name of the Lord. That's what gets you salvation. That's what gets you this God on your side, having his sacrifice, paying for your sins. So we're all going to pray this together, all right? Let's bow our heads and repeat after me. God, I believe in you. And I believe that you sent your son to die and come back to life for me. So I could have a place in heaven with you so I declare it with my mouth and I believe it in my heart and with your help, I'll try to be more like you. I have decided to put my faith in you. Assurance in something I can't see. So thank you for adopting me. Thank you for adopting me into the family and kingdom of God. In Jesus name. Amen. And if you don't feel a little bit excited, can you just clap or something? Cuz <laughs> what this is an important moment. Because the most important decision That will ever be made in your life somebody in here made that for the first time and and god's word says we can see throughout history that god says when that happens when someone makes that decision there is a party in heaven there is celebration so we mirror that here we are celebrating together because that is the most important thing that can happen it's why we do this every single week so that more people can make that decision decide to put their faith in god so important all right i'm going to pray to wrap us up tonight Let's pray one more time. Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to come before you, to communicate with you, the God creator of the universe. We are so thankful. For who you are and what you're doing in our lives. God, I thank you for the decisions that were made in this room tonight. God, I'm so thankful that we have access to your grace through the simple decision. All we have to do is say yes and, and, and say, I agree. I, see, I acknowledge the value of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, and we get access to your grace through that decision. I am so thankful that people in this room have made that decision here tonight. God, thank you so much for using these conversations, using this gospel model to add people to your family, to add people to your kingdom. God, thank you that we get get to be a part of what you're doing here. We love you, and we worship you. It's in your precious name we pray. Everybody said, amen, amen. Thanks for listening to this Apex Students podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little more like Jesus.